Why have they stopped? Our 2002 Pacific Crest Trail hike is back in the desert. But this is not some flat, featureless plain. The PCT through the high desert takes in baking hot lows and soaring ridges that rise to over 9,000 feet. I'm Simon Willis and I'm hiking with my girlfriend Liz. I lost these recordings only to find them 20 years later at a time people look back on our hike as being in the golden era of the PCT. Then our shelter was an early type of tarp tent. Now tarptent.com is supporting this podcast. It's the last day of April, 2002. It's Tuesday and we've stopped early for the day. This has been a real mountain day. We stayed last night at a trail angel's house. He puts hikers up on his lawn and a lovely lush lawn in the middle of all this red deserty type stuff. We got a trail name there. It's a thing that they do out here in the United States. I'm, I'm not sure I like it, but anyway, we got our trail name. It started on the Appalachian Trail, the idea of trail names. People get known by them. We were staying with one chap who was called Cheddarhead. There was a pair of lads who just called themselves The Brothers. The guy who was looking after us has a name of The Bear. Um, Glenn's name is Homemade. Uh, there's things like Strider. There's all sorts of names. Our name, <laughs> given to us last night, is The Clangers. So given because we have a little mascot with her. You remember the uh, 1960s, 70s TV series uh, of the same name? Well, we have a little clanger from that. We call her Rosie, but she's travelling with us as a kind of a mascot. She's going to be beaten up now. And she does this. Now, that caused quite a lot of fun last night when we were all sitting around in the porch, and that's how we got our name. So we're the clangers. Yeah, but today was, for me, I don't know about Liz, it was the first, um, it was the first really good mountain day of the trip. It was the best hiking so far because we uh, we left the road and we got up really quite quickly to around about six and a half thousand feet and we just stayed on this ridge and it wound its way in between peak after peak after peak and there wasn't that much climbing once we were up there and it was airy and it was fantastic. But you've... Your toe's playing you up, isn't it? Tell me about your little toe. Very painful. Rather than form a blister, it just won't heal, will it? And there's a worry that it might have got infected. Mm, yeah, but I'm not complaining. You're not, actually. No. It slows you down, though, doesn't it? Yeah, I can't walk as fast. Did Did you enjoy that ridge as much as I did today? I did enjoy it, but, I mean, obviously, uh, the toe put a bit of a damper onto it. It doesn't help that I'm romping along like a little puppy dog no. behind going, look at this, but look then you, But then you were carrying much more stuff than I was, so that was appreciated. That is snow. Before we started, people said this was a trail of contrast, and I thought that was just something that you know, people said. Oh no. Two days ago, we were walking through an area of high desert where it's not uncommon for temperatures at this time of the year to be well over 100. They've recorded 135 degrees there quite often. Now, we're walking through snow. We've been above the clouds for most of the time. 
quite a lot of clouds sitting in the valley. But up here, we're looking down on it all, and the mountaintops are sticking out like islands in a, in a very white, fluffy sea. Keep walking until we get near to the town where we plan to spend a day, maybe two, Idlewild, nice little mountain community hotel. Thursday, 2nd of May. We're in the Takwitz Motel, where the owner, Barbara, volunteered to drive us back to the trailhead tomorrow. While Liz soaked her pains in the bath, I picked up the food and bounce box. That's the one we send to ourselves further down the trail, and I did the laundry. Town stops are always busy. After breakfast, Liz bought a larger pair of hiking shoes. She has grown a full size in just 17 days. We're on Fuller Ridge and there's not an awful lot of snow and it's not really a ridge. So <laughs> well, there probably a is a surprise. ridge there somewhere, isn't there? Somewhere yeah. up there. No, it's no different really to what we've been walking on up till now. And there's a couple of bits of ice, but you could almost hop over them, so... And it's a wide trail, isn't it, really? Yeah. I don't know about you, but when I heard Fuller Ridge and people, people bring crampons and ice axes, we've seen them actually carrying them, for this section. Now, you can imagine in the depths of winter, when yeah. this is completely choked with snow and you can't find the trail and you're hacking your way through frozen ice, then that would be necessary, but... But um, we could really see from Idlewild that there wasn't any snow up here, or hardly. You could tell from down there that it was going to be OK. You know, we'll go around the corner now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! OK. <laughs> I'm preparing tonight's meal. Uh, we're going to, it's dehydrated, home dehydrated, and it's chickpea, pea, and um, tomato lentil sauce. So I'm going to put it in a Ziploc with water. And while we walk during the day, it's going to rehydrate. I cooked it all at home, and then I put it in the dehydrator and sucked all the water out of it. Um, it looks like a very dried, hard food. Call them leathers, don't they, these leathers. things? Well, tomato looks like leather, and the chickpeas and peas are... They look the same, but they're like bullets, very hard. So, the idea is you rip up all the... Make it small to... It's going everywhere. Got it here. Just make it into small bits and make it easier to cook later. Mm. Mm. I want some of your dinner. I don't know if you can uh, hear the trembling in my voice, but we've just seen our first rattlesnake. It was about, about a metre and a half away from me, just caught by the side of the trail. And the guidebook says in this section to look out for them. And I've been thinking every little gecko is a rattlesnake, but blow me down. Mm. I now know what a rattlesnake looks like. It's, it's, it's a sandy colour, yeah. light and dark, and it was just curling itself back Mm. and making quite a rattling noise. I heard a rattling. You were a bit behind me, weren't you? No, I heard the rattling and I saw you jump. How high did I jump? <laughs> oh, about three feet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not too sure how we're going to get past this bit now. I think very, we'll co very cautiously. Put some sand in your um, hand. All oh, right, they said that, didn't they? Just in case. 
the sand, if we throw sand up, then it'll... Uh, it, uh, mm. Let me fasten my rucksack up. Okay, right. I've got some sand in my right hand, and I've got two trekking poles. Whoa! I've stamped on the ground a lot. See, I don't know where he's gone. I don't know if he's gone in these bushes. Not a thing. No. I think he's gone. Right, let's get out of here. Oh, that was nothing. Let me tell you about a, a narrow escape. This is Tom. Okay, <clears throat> along about Strawberry Junction, I had to go and do my business. I dig my hole and proceed to do my business. Upon reaching for my shovel, which is about four inches away from myself, I noticed the fiercest rattlesnake you've ever seen. It was huge. <laughs> Fangs about four inches long. It was two feet if it was a foot. <laughs> you, see, you see, when your brother told me this story, it was different. It was different, wasn't it? <laughs> well, it was a wee rattlesnake, but it did have a single rattle. And they're worse, actually, the babies. Like I said, it was huge. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, scary, and uh, we did battle. No, I reached for my shovel, seeing the snake, and uh, nearly went again. <laughs> and used a stick to get the shovel away from the snake. <clears throat> I mean, by realizing that it was four inches away from my butt the whole time. So if you'd been bitten, yes, I would have sucked the poison out. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been medevaced with the snake bite to the ass. <laughs> It's Monday the 13th of May. We're doing a bit of a climb today. It feels quite tough. About 22 trail miles plus five miles down to a trail, so that's 27 miles anyway. What makes it really tough is we climb from just below 3,000 to just over 8,000 feet, so that's more than 5,000 feet. That's climbing higher than Ben Nevis and walking 27 miles in the process. So it feels fairly tough to me. Feel fairly tough to you? Mm. Yes. <laughs> Liz is sucking on some water because we're about that tired. But we keep meeting, or we have done for the last couple of days, Harry, who last year walked from, from the town of Mojave to Canada along the PCT and is finishing off uh, the southern half of it to, yeah. the, the, this year, no, something like that. Southern 500. Southern 500, OK, not half. Gosh, five, is this 500 miles to Mojave? Yeah, it's 500 from uh, Mount Laguna to Mojave. Did you really feel you had to come back and do that extra 500 to say you'd done the PCT? Why? <laughs> uh, why do I hike? Um, yeah, no, but why, no, why, why, I know, why, why come to yeah. just get the, that extra, this 500 miles? Part of it is to, so that I can say that I've, I've done the PCT, yeah. I mean, and done the whole thing. It's in the back of my mind to... Um, I'd like to walk the Continental Divide Trail. Then I'd, I'd have my quote-unquote triple crown. Because mm -hmm. um, you've done the Appalachian Trail. I've done the Appalachian yeah. Trail a couple times. Um, <laughs> Didn't know you done it a couple of times. Yeah, twice. You know, didn't do it right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's it's kind of one of the things, you know, uh, you kind of 
check things off. And it's neater, isn't it, anyway? You don't leave 500 miles flapping oh, at the well, end. Yeah, that's, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if if somebody were to ask me which 500 miles of to do on the PCT, I don't think I'd recommend this. But the southern 500 miles, well, probably the southern 600 miles, is what you do to pay you the dues for the other 2,000 miles of the PCT. It's Thursday, the 16th of May. It's almost a month we've been hiking now. We, uh, we've had a good rest. We've been in the town of Wrightwood for two nights in a motel. Oh, it was lovely just to... Actually, it was lovely just to do nothing, just to watch lots and lots of satellite TV, trashy TV, and eat chips. It's great. Uh, back on the trail, though, today, and uh, we've caught up with some friends. We're going to try and get a fire guy. You do this every night, John. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're good at lighting fires. Mm -hmm. Little yeah. stove fuel helped. <laughs> oh yeah, white gas. It's quite a thing about cooking. There's a lot of the, all the campgrounds here have these metal grills to do your steak on yeah. or what have you. Yeah. It's quite a thing, isn't it, cooking outdoors? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a big thing. Why is that? Oh, like everybody has their barbecue grill out in their deck. My dad mm. did, did it every night, every single night, steak or chicken mm. on the grill. I never even thought about it. But yeah, what it was, I wonder why everybody likes to cook on the grill. Get you back to your primeval roots. <laughs> I Bring think back so. good memories. <laughs> so. yeah. Everybody who we speak to, and you know, we, we've been doing a journal online and stuff, brilliant. But they've all been saying. This Southern California, but you're just paying your dues. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I think I, I don't know. I've never walked through places like this. Yeah. And what yeah, do you think I of it? I think there's. I, I think it's beautiful. The, yeah. the desert and chaparral country. And mm. The moon was really beautiful last night. It's oh yes. Just a little. Oh no, we saw the night before, but yeah. yeah. Just mm. a little. Getting sliver. fatter. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. I think the smog for me is the thing that I just. Uh, Mm. I don't know if it's affecting me, but I, I just don't. I, just just seeing it, just being constantly reminded. Oh, it's so the yes. smog. The Cajon Pass was quite. Uh, yeah. Did you see when you came up today? When we looked over to the south, to the south there as well. Yeah. I thought it was just a temperature inversion, but you said no. I think there's kind of like a yellow haze. In the oh area. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. There's that smog there. In this all goes. It goes. It's Sunday the 19th of May, and we've hit civilization. Probably the best known trail angels on the whole of the Pacific Crest Trail are Donna and Jeff Sawfley, who in Agua Dulce, which is an important stop, because just before we'll go into the Mojave Desert, uh, they just throw open their home to hikers. Now, there's about 20 people here, all doing the Pacific Crest Trail. Donna is gonna tell everyone how she got started doing this. 
I'm sorry you don't all have seats. If some of you would sacrifice the pillows, the cushions for me. It's a well-practiced story. Donna and Jeff read about the Pacific Crest Trail in the Los Angeles Times and realized these were the same hikers who passed through their town. Through hiking thing, where you're doing marathons every day. And, and then some, and you're carrying your packs. And, you know, when there's a marathon, people line the streets and give people water and goo and all sorts of things. And, you know, here you guys are coming into town and we all think you're bums. So, you know, nobody talks to you. In fact, I'd literally seen women grab their children and pull them away from the hikers, so. One evening, Donna saw a group of hikers so, in a pizza place, a young woman struggling to clean herself in the restroom. And they're not like washing up like normal people, okay? <laughs> they're washing up. And I mean, you know, just trying to say, and I'm looking at this girl and thinking, that girl really needs a bath. I have to tell you, she looked like she'd fallen into a patch of poison oak. I mean, her legs were just all the way up and down. She was all scratched up. They were filthy. And I do but as darkness fell, the hikers realized they had nowhere to camp and there was no accommodation in town. So, say, all right, you guys, I know where you can stay. And they're like, really, where? Well, I have this little guest house. It's not much, honest, it's not. But you're welcome to stay there. Oh, my God, thank you so much, you know. Like, okay, okay, you know. The following morning, as they watched a large hiker try to coax breakfast out of a tiny stove, Donna and Jeff decided they needed to feed them, too. So he just starts making breakfast. Jeff loves to make breakfast anyway, so he just started. I mean, we brought out stacks of pancakes and bowls of eggs, and so we're sitting out there, we're talking, eating, just having this grand time. And so they tell us, they said, you know what this is? This is trail magic. And we're like... <laughs> and you could feel it. You could. We were part of it. You know. And there's nothing quite like. I wish we could always make it the first time, every time, because it's just such a cool feeling when it happens. And then they cinched the deal for all hikers to come, and they said, "And you guys are trail angels." <laughs> and something inside of me, this little voice went, "Yeah." <laughs> That's what I am. I just like, I knew it. We, we just looked at each other. It wasn't, we didn't have a conversation. We didn't say, yeah, this is what we're going to do. We're going to start this. It was just like, agreed. So Donna and Jeff created this, the softly hiker heaven in Agua Dulce. Just about every PCT hiker calls in. The longest stay was 10 days, so it can get a little crowded. The most we had at one time was Memorial Day weekend about three years ago, and it was between 35 and 40 people. We were handed clean clothes when we arrived, our dirty ones whisked away by Donna to be washed. And the, doing the laundry thing is all because I just don't want that many people touching my washing machine. So it's all just like one thing's left. Since our 2002 hike, Jeff and Donna have moved on. You can hear their full story told by them in a later episode of this podcast. The story. Ta-da. There you have it. That's it. Wednesday, 22nd of May. Why do people become trail angels? 
The day after the Sofleys is Casa de Luna, run by Joe and Terry, who are cooking breakfast for five of us who camped on their lawn last night. Just talk to folks along the way. Just anybody with me, what have you. And Louis? Louis, Louis too. Know, I've already spoken to Louis, actually. He's very good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just interested about being a trail angel. Why? The best thing about the people on the trail is they're good for my children. There's been a few that you go, okay, kids, close your ears or whatever, but, but, More than yeah. How do you mean good for your children? Is it just, uh, the just example. examples? Um, you know, they get up and they pack their stuff every morning, and it's their daily routine. <laughs> you know that that. So you uh, clean your bedroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go All clean right. your bedroom. But no. just the kindness. The, yeah. I think that's if you wrap it all up in one word, it's kindness. It, you know, it, it's the kindness that we're experiencing that we fight. So it's interesting that you say it's kindness going the other way. It goes both ways. It, oh yes. Yeah. People say, oh, you're such a blessing to us. I said, no, no, no. You have no idea how much of more of a blessing you are to us than than we feel that we are to you. How long does this last? I mean, is it just a couple of months or a couple of weeks? Six weeks. Yeah. yeah. And Joe's saying is there's two kinds of through hikers. Those that stop at the lounge and those that wish they had. <laughs> okay. You know, I think we're actually getting worse at this hiking game. It's three minutes past eight, and we're about to set out on what should be the hardest, hottest section of the entire Pacific Crest Trail. We're going to try and cross at least halfway the Mojave Desert. Now, to do this, you're supposed to start at, oh, I don't know, before dawn. And we've had coffee and pancakes. It's just because this place with Joe and Terry is just far too sociable. But they've pointed out what the uh, where the shortcut goes, and uh, just Despite Joe's protestations, we are going to take it, and uh, it will involve something like 17 miles. Was it 17 miles, John? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, road walking. Yes. Yeah, and uh, so that's not going to be fun, but I don't know. It's probably the best way to do it in the heat. The weather forecast said it was going to be windy, which could be blooming awful in the middle of the desert, <clears throat> but it's still going to be better than the heat. We'll see how we go. We'd heard rumours of a Mojave Desert shortcut for a while now. It's a road walk, but here the road is just a line in the sand. Sand that is blasting a layer of skin off our faces in this powerful wind. Oh, look at that bird trying to fly in the wind. Oh my God, he's struggling. He's, he's going backwards. Oh God. Above the wind, we hear the roar of a vehicle and Joe and Terry appear in their white dune buggy. They want to make sure we turn at the right spot. It's hard to hear them. There's a red, there's a red cone and a PCT sign right At there. Aqueduct. Turn. Turn. Oh, that is and that's fantastic. The PCT. If you go straight, it says this is the PCT. This is the PCT. Oh my god. This is the PCT. This is no. It's not over there. It's, okay. It yeah, comes and yeah. it goes on this road. No, it's this map that had it wrong. Right. Uh, not there. Yeah. Okay, but 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 it's. Oh, I thought that blue line was right. The information that Joe and Terry came back with was absolutely excellent because the, the hard thing was never going to be getting onto this shortcut. It was trying to, be, trying to work out how to get off it again because the street we were on, was gonna, we had heard, was just going to run out into a maze of jeep roads. So we took it and we didn't get lost once. Okay, so we missed out some of the true trail. We're still walking towards Canada. The true PCT follows 
dirt roads, so there's not much difference there. And it was genuinely interesting to come across a desert and see that quintessential desert view with a long road stretching off into infinity and the mountains in the distance. And uh, tonight we're tucked in behind some, some bushes. That's a juniper bush. It's really nice sleeping under the stars. Oh, the moon's back as well. It's not full, but it's about three quarters. It's time for bed. Twenty-fifth of May to Hatchapi. Twenty-ninth of May, Walker Pass Campground. Just outside, we saw five sheriff vehicles. The men were searching for a hiker. Was he injured, I asked. No, I was told he just ran out of steam, probably dehydrated. Thursday, 30th of May. Hiking with our friends from the earlier campfire, we all agreed the section north of Mojave and Tehachapi was the toughest so far. The desert ending with a merciless flourish. But soon we'll be in Kennedy Meadows at the start of the Sierra Nevada mountains. When we reach there tomorrow, we'll be one quarter of our way to Canada. Our thanks to tarptent.com who supported our hike with one of their first models and who are supporting this podcast. If you'd like to read our 2002 trail journal day by day on the Pacific Crest Trail, please head to pctpodcast.com where there's a Kindle and other e-reader download for sale. There are links in the show notes. I'm Simon Willis. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.